0: Hey guys, welcome to hey. So this week I've got Michael.
1: How do you pronounce your last name? I'm sorry. Uh, it could go a bunch of different ways, but I like to go with LeBlanc. All right,
0: so I'm here with Michael LeBlanc, aka Sitting with You. So, what made you download TikTok to begin with?
1: All right, so I've been doing uh, videos for a while on uh, both on. Facebook and YouTube, and uh, somebody on Reddit where I was kind of pushing some of my videos, they took a look at my stuff and it was like, you know, you seem to be at your best when you're boiling down your content uh, to, you know, a minute or just under. Have you given thought to TikTok? And this was about four or five months ago. And I just I was like, I, I don't know. Cause, you know, in my head, everybody's, you know, saying the same thing. It's nothing but, you know, half naked people dancing and singing and just acted stupid, and I'm like, I I, I don't really know if that's the format for me, but if this person's saying it, I'll give it a look, I'll see what I can do, and I went on there, and I uh, uh, took a look around, found some relatively chill people who were just there to talk, and I'm like, well, it seems like there's a, a different venue, there's a different side to this, it's not necessarily being advertised, and I put up my shortest videos that I had on YouTube, and I haven't looked back since. Nice, nice.
0: Um. Yeah, I've I've you know met up with people out in public, and I'll talk to I'll mention something about the podcast, how I interview TikTokers, and they go, "Oh, do you have a TikTok?" I'm like, "Yeah, I make TikToks." And they'll, and they'll come over and they'll, they'll show me women in bikinis. And
1: oh yeah, yeah. My uh my boss um at work didn't really understand uh because I, I told him i was like i was doing that and i work with him in, in different ways i help out his family i also work for him in the office and i told him i was like yeah i'm doing this here tiktok and he he, he looked at me like like are, are you dancing half naked singing to a song and i'm like no 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 <laughs> i had to dispel that image from his mind immediately <laughs> Uh-oh. Hello? Has there been a disconnect? Hello? Hey, there we are. I don't know what
0: happened. Um, I have no... So I'm sorry. You were making videos before you were already on TikTok. Yes, I was. Okay, so like what kind of videos were you doing before then?
1: Uh, well, um, here recently, what I was doing was um, whatever came to my mind, I turned into a video uh, bef- and before then I, I tried doing a show. It, it all started like about, I'd say about four or five years ago, that uh, probably four years is after my mom passed away? And I had all of these like feelings that I had to process somehow. And so I would go on these walks and take these hikes and then take my phone with me. And at the end of it, you know, all the thoughts and whatnot that had been in my head, I turned into like a little like vlog on Facebook and I called it sitting with Michael and it attached really well to my uh, friends. From there, I took it to like other things where I wanted to make a show about karma, and I wanted to uh, teach people about positivity. And it, it's gone through a lot of phases and a lot of facets until eventually I just found out that it's best to be me in front of the camera, a little bit of funny, a little bit of sincere, and go from there.
0: I completely understand that. Um, this This podcast itself has gone through a couple of phases, um, yeah, rather quickly too. <laughs> My, my very first episode, and the first and second episode, was me and my best friend just getting high and bullshitting on a microphone. Because that's what we did. Like I saw like a little that, bit of that.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's what I was feeling, too. It was like, oh, this is the beginning of something right here. This is the beginning. And
0: he was just like, man, I've got to drive like 45 minutes one way just to come out here. And I was like, yeah, that's and this is before I discovered that I could do it remotely like this. And, uh, he's like, now that he, he knows I've discovered this, he goes, so are going to do another episode? I'm like, the format's kind of changed, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> my, my viewers are expecting something different now. He's yes. like, you're an asshole.
1: <laughs> if you can't accept my growth, you know, you know uh, I, uh, I'd started doing uh, uh, videos like way before the sitting with format the, when it had an actual title with a friend of mine. He's actually on TikTok here recently as well, but he's been doing a lot of things before then. His name's a uh, delighted ghost. It's uh, all okay. one word. Yeah, I think I've seen this stuff. Him. Yeah, um, he, uh, he, me, and him used to do these uh, silly little videos, and they probably exist somewhere out there. We started on MySpace, man. Um, and wow, uh, it was that's called, old. yeah, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, it was called a uh, low team studios. And, uh, it was, it was crazy, man. We had puppets. We had a whole time traveling story. We did the side story called a uh, Ryan Van Winkle where he wakes up and he's the only person on earth. And then I turned out to be the, the devil that brought him here because he made a wish that he just wanted to be alone for a while. Dude, this, we, we just went, we went ham on these, like this, this, little tiny camera that wasn't really made for that kind of shooting a video and just did what we could and uh i still look back on those every once in a while just as a (laughs) just now now was this was this stuff scripted or was it improv or uh you take a little column a and b on that one um (laughs) because we always had the idea but you know you do a couple of takes to see what works right on the camera so yeah uh, some of the stuff was straight scripted, some of it was just us fooling around. But we did one where we thought we were gonna get, god, we thought we were gonna get uh, uh, picked up by a sponsorship. We weren't aiming this at anybody, we didn't know what the heck we were talking about. But we were like, uh, this is our sponsorship video, and we had like a whole script and like uh, funny outtakes that weren't really outtakes, they were planned all along. Oh my god. That, <laughs> If anybody ever finds that video, my credit, my, my credulity in this, in this, uh, in, in this TikTok world will get shot. They're like, look at this bull. Look at this bull.
0: <laughs> so where did the name itself come from?
1: The sitting with you? Well, uh, like I mentioned, uh, I started this, uh, doing this. To, to get in touch with my feelings and whatnot. So to keep in touch with my friends, I, I started sitting with Michael. Never had a G on it, by the way. The apostrophe, in apostrophe, was part of the brand, I guess, the whole time. Um, But I wanted, uh, I wanted it to be sitting with Michael, like, everywhere, like, for a while. I, was, I, I ran with that for, like, two or three years. Put it on uh, uh, Twitter and, and, and everywhere. Anywhere that I had anything where I was posting anything. And uh, it changed to sitting with you after a conversation, actually with, uh, with Delighted Ghost, Ryan Bray. Because um, I was like, hey, I want to get some business cards. Can you help me get some business cards? And he's like, dude, I'll totally design your business card, no problem. And he started taking a look at all my links and everything. He's like, dude, you're all over the place. Like some of these have underscores, some of these don't. Is there any way we could change it so it's like, four or five different icons next to the at sitting with something or a different name completely. And so we took about two or three days of uh, just like brainstorming back and back via text, something that we're actually very well versed to doing between all those years of uh, ad living. Uh, <laughs> and he, uh, I, I kind of just threw out, I can't remember, it was either him or me first. I mean, there's the only two people in the room, so to speak. So, if one of us said it first, and the other one, uh, like, I think it was him, actually, because I remember him doing Sitting With You, and, like, I played with it, and I was like, could that work? And then he came back with me immediately, like, after, I'd say, about an hour of me just sitting on it, doing other things, obviously, uh, and he came at me with, you're already saying that in your videos. And I thought about it at the time, and I still use this. My intro is, uh, hello, everybody. Michael LeBlanc here, sitting with you wherever you are. I've been doing that for two years already. And so we both, he said he got goosebumps before I could tell him that I got goosebumps. It just kind of worked. And luckily, everywhere that I went has availability for sitting with you with no underscores, no nothing, just one word, including even this, this app right here that we're talking on. It had the availability for that with no problem. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I um, through a lot trying to come up with the title for the podcast. Uh, it, it, originally, I wanted to do, I wanted to talk about my depression. And then after recording 30 seconds, I said, nobody wants to listen to me bitch and whine. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I came up with, you know, getting high with my buddy. But in, then sure. it was like. I was talking to my aunt and I was like, she she doesn't condone my lifestyle, but she is very supportive because she knows how much this means to me. And so we're talking and she's like, well, what about up in smoke? So I Googled up in smoke podcast. There's like a hundred different up in smoke podcasts. I was like, yeah, no, that's not going to work. And she goes, well, what about high life? So I, t- I typed in high life, but L-I-F-E, and there's probably like five or six. And I was like, well, what about L-Y-F-E? Nothing. Nowhere to be found. Anywhere on the internet. And I was like, bam, that's mine. I got it.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I love the, I love those kind of moments where you you feel like that you've created something, and it turns out that you've actually, like, it's it's your own thing right? You, you, you've created this little, whether it's words or a picture or something, and no one's ever thought of putting like two and two together to get this number that you somehow have in your hands. I love that moment. Steven, I do believe sorry. you live by a train.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I have...
1: No, that's okay. I'm, I'm
0: working, <laughs> I am working on soundproofing my little... Closet here, and it's not quite there yet. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So, what does your family think about your TikTok videos?
1: Well, uh, the most family that I keep in touch with is the one that I married into, except for the occasional cousin. Um, small backstory about my life, if we can indulge for a moment. Um, hey, go ahead. My parents did one thing exceptionally well, and that would be ostracizing themselves from everybody else. And when you grow up with those kind of people, you uh, you get ostracized right with them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so we're talking like distance and also just you know, kind of being assholes in their own right. Um, but uh, after Grandpa passed away, which has been years ago, uh, we uh, I had the chance to go out there and reconnect with a lot of people, get to know some names and faces, connect with people on uh, Facebook once they realized that I wasn't trying to separate myself from everybody else like my parents were. And so uh, from there, I have found a couple of people in the family who I kind of gel with in a personality state. but. You know, most of all, people are still kind of feeling me out when it comes to my family, making sure that I'm not like either one of my parents. And uh, I I think that's okay. That's kind of, it's kind of like a growing thing, especially as I've gotten older. I've even connected with uh, people on my mom's side of the family uh, who uh, really wanted to reach out with me after my mom passed away. So uh, having that said, there's been two or three there's something, there's two cousins who know that I'm on TikTok if they even pay attention to my Facebook at all. Cause it's not like I hide it. Um, right. And so really who I keep in contact with now, uh, most of all is the family that I have recently married into. Um, and, uh, they know that I'm a little kooky. They know that I, uh, uh, that I've got a sense of humor that, uh, Fits me very well, and um, I know my uh, my mother in law likes to to laugh at these. Uh, well, she uh, she just recently found out, and she likes my sense of humor. So <laughs> overall, it's a positive positive uh, response.
0: Well, that's good to hear. Uh, my I actually my aunt downloaded TikTok just so she could watch my videos. Hey, there you because go because. Because I, I share my videos over to my Instagram and then from my Instagram to my Facebook, but I turn them all black and white when I share them off of TikTok. Oh, what's the purpose just kind of that? a, Just kind of a, hey, if you want to see this in color, come check it out on TikTok. Oh, nice. Yeah. So she downloaded TikTok just so she could see my videos in color. <laughs> and uh, my parents... Um, they, they don't talk about it. They don't mention it. They don't care. They don't want to care. And okay. that's I don't have the greatest relationship with my parents. I am a lot closer to my aunt than I am anybody else in the family.
1: Okay. All right. So you kind of feel where I'm coming from then.
0: I do. I totally do. Uh, yeah, oh. my parents have always been, you know, oh, we're better than the rest of the family. We don't associate with them.
1: Uh, so your your parents are on the uh on the other end of the spectrum mine were like uh you know we we're, we're hiding we're 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 hiding because we've lived in a counterculture type thing uh they were uh, the kind of people who uh used pot as a coping mechanism um to the extreme like everything that they had would go towards that and then mm. um yeah so that that would be a struggle later on with like bills and stuff so they they had their own they had their own demons to fight, but that's probably why they, they hid from everybody, because they didn't want that coming to the light as much as it probably already did.
0: I understand that. Like, that's how, I mean, that's kind of the situation I'm in now uh, with, with my siblings. Um, I mean, I have I have the sister that lives the next building over that I help take care of. But it's more of a, hey, you need to help take care of your sister. Uh, it's not a voluntary thing it's a you need to do this thing Um, they they make it they
1: make it an imposed priority exactly the other
0: sister has been exiled from the family for some life choices that she made and I kind of jumped on the bandwagon of you know being against her at first but now it's like you know, maybe she had some things going on that made her do these things, and it's none of my business to judge her. Not my place. Sure. Uh,
1: and that kind of realization just comes with age, right? Like, you know. It would it, it, exactly. And, yeah, experience. So,
0: <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Right. So, um, what did you do, like, other than the videos, like, Professionally, what have you done before TikTok?
1: Well, still doing things professionally other than TikTok. Let's be honest, TikTok's not paying anything for me right now. But (laughs) um, I've done a lot of things. Um, uh, I've spent a lot of my time uh, in my job career as being a uh, fast food employee. Um, Started off with a mom and pop store that my parents worked at. They brought me in. Uh, with them talking to their bosses like hey you know our kid needs a little bit of money can you can you find a place for him so i did that for the first uh, uh four or five years starting from the age of 13 working at that place um and then i went to the navy i was there for four years i did uh thank
0: you for your service
1: oh thank you um i uh i felt like uh i felt like uh, there are people out there who may have done more with their time but looking back on it now like I, as you know as i mentioned before with age comes a different kind of appreciation for things that happened in the past i realized that you know hey i was i was doing my part as much as other people just because i wasn't doing the best doesn't mean i wasn't doing something um right because i was in there as a nuclear electronics technician um and the the, t- the title sounds huge but as i got there <laughs> i realized that i' I might have been the dumbest of the smart kids, and they kind of snuck me in there. Um, <laughs> <and> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't do as well as other people, but um, that was okay. That was okay. I, uh, I, I learned a lot. Um, I learned about uh, a little bit about nuclear electronics and a lot about how to be a decent human being. Um, it was really an eye-opening thing on uh, dealing with other people and learning how to socialize. Because I didn't get a lot of that when when I was a kid. I was kind of an awkward guy. So, from the Navy, like I said, I did four years of that. I served aboard the USS Enterprise before it got decommissioned. Um, Oh, nice. I did uh, a few things here and there. Oh, you're the first person to never go, oh, really? (laughs) Don't you mean you were up there with Spock? You're the first person to not make a Star Trek reference. And for that, I salute you, sir. It
0: it clicked in my head, and I was like, no, because I have – I'm not a Trekkie, so.
1: <laughs> well, see, I, I am, but I also was actually aboard the Enterprise. Like, I have to try, try to draw a line between that between people sometimes. Anyway, I digress, which is, it's very easy for me to do, by the way, is to digress. So pull me in if you need to every <laughs> once in a while. Um, I went from there to uh, various different jobs. Uh, we moved to uh, Pickens, South Carolina, which is near Clemson. Um, and we, uh, uh, we, we just lived, me and my, my first wife and I tried my best to find a a decent job until I landed at McDonald's and I was there for about a year and a half until, uh, before I became management. And then the next thing I know, you know, 13, 14 years passed and I'm still doing McDonald's. Mm. Um, and Recently, I moved from there and uh, came to Georgia, started what I consider the, uh, the next chapter of my life, so to speak, and uh, when COVID hit, I went to various things. Um, I went to Delta before they started letting people go, you know, the, the airline. I was working in the, uh-huh. uh, the mechanics room there. Uh, then I started doing inside sales assistant which kind of led me into doing the job that I'm doing now, which is I'm doing inside sales for an audiovisual lighting company that uh, works with churches, mostly. Um, And I've made my first couple of commissions a couple of weeks ago, and I'll be honest with you, that feels good. I bet. So I've been all over
0: I see that uh i've had i've had a lot of jobs myself I actually had somebody I was interviewing comment on that like man you've had a lot of jobs and I'm like yeah let's not <laughs> go into that
1: <laughs>
0: it's just it's hard That's for not- me to find a job to stick with you know if okay. you don't enjoy the job why stay
1: well you know I know you're the one asking questions here but i gotta ask uh out of all the jobs that you've ever done what was your favorite I mean,
0: they've all had their ups and downs, but I really enjoyed being at Taco Bell hey. i was I was a ship lead, and uh I was the closing ship lead, and it was it was fun. <laughs> I mean, we did a lot of stupid things we shouldn't be doing, but that
1: that was probably the most fun I ever had. Um, There's actually a, a tiny connection in between that job that you uh, that 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 you've made now in between you and the job that I'm doing right now that our CFO was also a shift lead for Taco Bell. Oh um, nice. yeah, and uh, me and him actually we more often than not'll we'll wind up like talking about uh, like how it feels to like train young people when they come into a business and uh, what it means to like you know, uh, to, to run a restaurant, and we'll start trading war stories back and forth with restaurants.
0: So I work at a, I work at a gas station right now, and um, I, there's a couple of people I work with. Um, one of them's 20; he's about to be 21. I'm 29, about to be 30. And um, so, like him and I, you know, we. You know, we get we get along very well and you know we're similar in age not too far apart sure now the eight the 18 year old just annoys the crap out of me
1: <laughs> it's a different, whole different level of personality
0: yeah and uh, then she made me feel old yesterday she uh, she looked at me and she goes you know you're about 40 years younger than my mom mm. Mm. I'm like I'm like, get out of here! Just go away. <laughs> no, that that's not a thing. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> you know, when we were younger, we we used to like laugh at the the adults who were above us who go, you know, I just don't understand young people. It's like oh, you're just not with it. And now all of a sudden, right. I, I'm reminded. All of a sudden, we're the ones that feel like that we're not with it, I and mean, all these kids are coming to take our lives, right? And then you, and then really you've got
0: there's there's an age gap, and it's not just age; it's the way some people were raised that they just don't have the work ethic that I didn't. I wasn't raised with a great work work ethic. My father was a is is a truck driver, and was it's been a truck driver my entire life, but he's jumped companies a few times uh my mother never better i guess better or the company would uh the company he was with the the first company i can i can remember him being with uh actually went through and laid off a bunch of drivers uh okay the son of the owner took over and was like, Hey, I can get cheaper drivers if I get new ones and get rid of these old fogies. That's which I mean, you know, with, with experience and years comes higher pay. So, I mean, he wasn't wrong, but now the company's kind of went in the hole. Um, He did another job out of Colorado hauling um, raw meat. Uh, he did that for a while. He tried joining the truckers union. He didn't like the way that was run. Uh, but now he's in a very comfortable position where he gets to be home every weekend. So I'm sure he enjoys that. Yeah. Yeah. He said it, it's much nicer than, you know, maybe being home once a month. But uh, so, you know, I was braced with the best, you know, loyalty to a company, because even my mom didn't stick with jobs very much. Like, she would have a job, then she'd quit her job, then she'd have a job, then she'd quit her job. Right. So, you know, that my work ethic has developed over over time. Uh, Even when I started at Taco Bell, I would call out a lot at first, and... Thank thank God for the GM. Um, she saw potential in me and did not fire me. <laughs> Cause I skirted the line of being fired so many times.
1: Yeah, that'll <laughs> that, and you are lucky. You are lucky because when it comes to fast food management, a lot of them they have a sharp axe, man. They're ready to cut as soon as they see an opportunity. So
0: she was the greatest boss I ever had, really. Um, there She, so, you know, I'm sure you've eaten Taco Bell. That On the back of the receipt is those surveys. Yeah. We are told to push surveys. Yes. You know, so when you get to the window, if we're you, like, <laughs> hey, check out that survey. Check out that survey. Well, she made a deal with me one day. She goes, I tell you what. I will pay you. Five dollars for every survey you can get, and I'm like, I'm like, all right, bet. She won't. She would never made that deal with me again because she had to pay me a hundred dollars at the end of my shift. Ooh. (laughs) She goes, I'm not. She goes, I'm not making that deal with you ever again. (laughs) <laughs> After that, it became okay. Whoever gets the most surveys gets this fixed amount.
1: <laughs> the uh, the the survey at McDonald's is, it was a relatively uh, newer thing right before I left. Like the way they were doing it, and they uh, they had no qualms with just telling some of their uh, crew members. Too. and I didn't do this because I always felt like it, it, it skewed the numbers and I'd rather go on our own service numbers than skewing them. But they would tell crew members, hey, take like three or four of these uh, uh, receipts back with you when you go on break and uh, fill them out. So Taco I mean, Bell had a way around that actually.
0: Um, yeah. I just want to say real quick, if you filled one out from your own phone because it would ask for a phone number – or it would ask for a receipt code. If there was no yeah. code on there, it the survey didn't count. Uh, if you put, entered your own phone number, it had a list of Taco Bell employee phone numbers, and it would kick that survey if your phone number registered. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, they're smart about it. Uh, even to this
0: day, I still can't do the surveys, and I don't, I haven't worked there in over two years.
1: Oh, wow. Just in case you happen to have like a connection inside, I guess you know they're like, oh, we don't want to. Right, like I have a
0: favorite restaurant that I want to sit and push.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, Taco Bell is. Uh, you were asking, hey, I'm sure you've eaten a Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell is my uh, <laughs> is my go to when it whenever anything good happens in my life. Like, uh, hey, good job, you landed that. Uh, you landed that job interview. Hey. Your first day at work went well. Hey, you woke up this morning. You know, anything good. <laughs> and I'm like, I need a burrito now.
0: Uh, Taco Bell is my go-to whenever I'm drunk or high. Uh, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, okay, somebody needs
1: to take me to Taco Bell now. I'm hungry. Let's go. <laughs> I'm the prospect of drunk food, man. I can't get drunk anymore because my body is like, hey, you're going to be diabetic now. So, oh. um, yeah, and so, like, I miss drunk food. Like, I remember sitting it, one time I don't know. in this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh,
0: my, my downfall is w- with Taco Bell. So, the last time I, I went there drunk, um, unfortunately, I drove myself. Uh, thankfully, nothing happened. But <laughs> it, it was a 30-minute drive to the Taco Bell. Because that's the only one that was open. drunk so I drove. Drunk Taco Bell. I drove thirty minutes to Taco Bell. Well, then I like to eat Taco Bell on the way home to eat my Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so I go there and I get, you know, like a the burrito and and like you know something that can't really be eaten very easily while driving. Uh huh. But I'm hungry now, and I don't want to wait the thirty minutes till I get home, so I have to get a quesadilla to eat on the drive home. It just makes sense. Exactly, but it's a thirty minute drive home, and that quesadilla is only going to last maybe fifteen minutes, so I need something else on top of that. So then I had to get a Crunchwrap Supreme to eat, you know. And then I get home and I eat the actual food that I went there for.
1: Oh so, man yeah <laughs> the calories that a human being will eat when they're drunk is staggering like when you just step back and like if you if you ever find a position to add it all together you just like how did i live like why didn't i just oh, go into a coma like
0: <laughs> if you if you ever get a chance to listen to um the episode a new host i talk uh-huh. about the time that i uh, tripped acid Oh, uh, it was the first and only time. <laughs> I could not stop eating; just constantly was eating, and I couldn't stop. I was so full, but as soon as I would see food, I wanted more.
1: Uh, short circuit, short yeah, short circuited something in your brain that was telling you to stop. It was just like, yeah, hey, we're gonna bypass all that. <laughs> I was like, I was like. I'm looking at my buddy. I'm like, bro,
0: we've eaten way too much. And he's like, yeah, let's order more food. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's keep going. (laughs) Um, I remember uh, one time I was uh, in the passenger seat of my my brother's car. Uh, Well, brother from another mother, but it's easier to call him brother. And uh, he had taken me out to Oklahoma to go visit family. And, uh, when that particular branch of the family gets together, uh, the alcohol is plentiful. It is, it, it's in everything. It's a free meal during the meal. Oh my God, that's a loud motorcycle. Going back to the side porch. Okay. Uh, it's like free meal during meal after it. Uh, just because, you know, somebody sneezed, you know, you say, bless you and take a shot. It, it's, it was heavy. And so uh, I was possibly the, the drunkest I've ever been in my entire life. And uh, I am curled up in like what can only be described as a human representation of chewed up bubblegum in the side of my brother's car. And I'm just like, he's like, are you hungry? And I guess I said yes, because the next thing I remember seeing the uh, the Whataburger sign uh, slide past and I'm like, oh, burger, like I'm a Neanderthal. <laughs> and he gets me this. Uh, he's like, no, we're not going to get you a burger. You don't need all that beef. I saw what you had for dinner. Like, he was taking such good care of me. Like, uh, he's, he, he, he always did when I got drunk. He was like my Sherpa. But uh, he said, no, you're not getting a burger here. Have this chicken sandwich. And the the chicken sandwich had, like, extra cheese and onions on it or something. Because I can remember, like, it just sliding out of the bun so one hand was like holding on to the bread, everything else was falling into my hand, but I didn't care. I would like take turns eating from one hand, which was just soggy bread, and then <laughs> dipping my hand underneath to chew on the chicken as it falls from the sandwich. Oh, that was <laughs> the the best uh, I, the, I, I could tell you, saying that now, I can still remember how good that sandwich was to me at the time. Like <laughs> uh, I so would never, my. My
0: my buddy and I we uh went to um this strip of bars up in the city. Um, we bar hopped for a little bit, you know, had a drink at each bar, and then we're we're like, well, for some reason, my drunk brain goes, "Let's do karaoke." I can't sing. I can't hold a tune, but I wanted to do karaoke. Damn it! Yes. So I looked up karaoke bars and I found one. So we're on our way to the karaoke bar and we're passing a white castle and I go, Oh, whiteys. And he looks at me, he's black. And he looks at me and goes, "That is." he goes, what the hell did you just say? White castle, whiteys. He goes, that is the whitest shit I've ever heard you say. <laughs> so we, we get, we order the, the 10 sliders with the chicken rings and the fries and, Some drinks. And then we're still on our way to the karaoke bar. And as we get approaching the karaoke bar, uh, I see this diner. It's an all-night diner. And I'm just like, hey, we're stopping in there when we leave here. And he's like, you think we need to? And I'm like, we're going to. I want biscuits (laughs) and gravy now. And so we go in there karaoke was already over. There was this big wedding party in there. We had we had fun. Um, so we go to leave. and I completely forgot about the diner until we went to pass it. I was like, oh yeah, biscuits and gravy. Just hook a hard right into the parking lot. <laughs> so yeah, I ordered biscuits and gravy. Cause you know that's what you need when you're drunk is just the greasiest exactly. food you can find. Greasy carbs, man. <laughs> so I, I get I eat my biscuits and gravy, and I'm like, "Are you going to eat anything?" He goes, "No." <laughs> He's like, "I am not eating anything." He's like, "I know, I know what's about to happen." So I go to pay for my meal, and my drunk brain looks at the waitress,
1: and I go, "You're really cute, by the way." You are filled to the brim with some (laughs) courage. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So he looks at me and he goes, you're not driving. Give me the keys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All I remember about the drive back to his house was hanging out my passenger door and just puking down the side of the door. Like, how we didn't get stopped by cops, I don't know. (laughs) Sure. Sure, My head is just my head is just laying on the door and puke is just dripping. God. Ah, you're lucky.
1: Lucky man. Yeah. Lucky couple of men.
0: And uh the last thing I remember is falling out of the truck into the yard and then waking up in the bathroom.
1: Wow. I have no uh, I have no recollection in between there. That's I can imagine this whole thing kind of <laughs> passing by like one of those view masters, you know? Yes. Like <laughs> you just click it like, down up. Here's here's the scene with me falling out of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and like even the whole drive home, like I
0: I just remember like randomly opening my eyes here and there. Yeah. I I have no clue of anything. During the drive, though, like I, I remember opening my eyes, seeing lights, and going "ow," and closing them again.
1: <laughs> and I'm—you got to be thankful for the the people in our lives who are willing to to put up with you when you just get that that done with normal life, where you <laughs> where you are just filled with whatever it is that's making you happy at that point, and they are carting you around. Those are some special people, right there. Yes, they they really are. So we're going to take a quick
0: break and we come back. I'll have some more questions. Hey, sounds good. All right, guys. This is High Life. Hey, guys. Welcome back to High Life. So Michael. I've noticed whenever I, I see your lives and I, and I don't get to see them very often, but uh, you're always cooking. Is that something you like to do with your lives or?
1: Uh, I find that it's uh, more interesting to do something in your lives that has a uh, beginning, middle and end. Um, People tend to, to kind of track with that more often. Uh, And there's no real more connective activity that has a beginning middle and end in my opinion than cooking I've
0: noticed it also gives you a great talking point because everyone jumps in there and they're like what are you cooking what are you cooking
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it helps when I I uh, I've got myself a, a new and interesting recipe. That's why I try to pull the interesting recipes out of a cookbook for that. Um, the, uh, the other thing that uh, helps too is the, the, uh, the, the process of it as well. I try to keep uh, communication open while I'm on live anyway, uh, because, you know, I, w- I want there to be a good back and forth and, uh, it, it really helps to kind of grow a, a certain expectation of what they're going to see when they come into your life. Definitely, I I haven't
0: really figured out the the best thing to do for my lives yet, uh, so I haven't been going live.
1: I tell you what, you don't like. Do. You don't want to build a that? Lego figurine on live. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was a disaster. No one stayed longer than like two seconds, and uh, I got no conversation on that. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean they they take a while to build, and yep, nobody wants to sit and watch that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe I would get like you know clout from the uh, the, the fact that I was building the child from Mandalorian. But uh, still, no. Oh, no, nice. Was like, yeah, no nobody was pointing in on that one.
0: Well, and, and definitely that one. Like, that one, that's
1: a lot of pieces. That's a lot to build. I'm actually uh, doing a little bit of cooking right now, finishing it up. Technically, the food's already done, but I was doing a little bit of reheating. Um, because, uh, well, she wanted breakfast in bed this morning, so I'm going to oblige. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So what
0: advice would you give someone that wants to make videos?
1: I'm going to give them the same advice that I give anybody when it comes to creating. Uh, and because um, I, I feel like it's uh, applicable in any form of... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Of creativity. And that is uh, don't be afraid to uh, make dog shit uh, content. Um, Because if you're just getting started, unless you are like the the savant of all video makers, you are going to make content that is going to be bad. It's not going to be well received. Uh, It may attract the wrong kind of attention. Um, or maybe it just didn't come out in your, uh, in, on the screen the same way that you had in your head. So don't be afraid to put that out because you need to be able to face the, the things that you have done <laughs> to know where you are going to go from there. Uh, so people are too easily afraid of failure. but very, Failure is a very good teaching tool. So to make dog shit content and always strive to fix the points where you did wrong instead of quitting because nobody was perfect on the first run.
0: I mean, this, this podcast sucked to begin with. So, I <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, I get that. Like, you know, you grow and you grow as a person, you grow with your content. I get that.
1: Yes. Yes. And so you're going to find what, what, oh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. go ahead. I was going to say you're going to find what um, what you actually can do, what your actual voice is, because what your voice may be in your head before you start doing everything could just be an amalgamation of other things that you have seen in the past. Um, other people's content, like when I first started doing edits, my edits were very much like Markiplier's edits uh, back before he got an editor. And, um, I thought that, you know, that's what I wanted to do. And as I've gotten further, I've learned what my own voice is and whatnot, because I saw all that too. So growth, growth is a very big part of it as well.
0: And this, this podcast is still growing. Like right now I'm recording from a cell phone with a gaming headset on. Nice. (laughs) So, you know, eventually I would, I'd like to get, you know, get a laptop, get some real microphones. Get a little sure. better soundproofing. You know, I, I have goals, but it takes time. It does. It does take time. Uh, what's something you wish you knew before you started creating videos?
1: <sighs> Not just
0: um, starting all the way back. What's something you wish you'd known? Yeah, sure. Uh,
1: something that I wish I knew was how uh, – I mean – other content creators are going to tell you this as well, how important audio is. um, And be aware of your environment when you start filming, because that the background hum of say like uh, a refrigerator or whatnot uh, could Mm -hmm. be getting picked up and you don't even recognize it because you live with it. Um, Just scope out your audio before you commit to putting something on film like just do some little couple of test shots listen to it and then if you hear something in the background go take care of that like right now i have the dishwasher paused because i know that that's a loud son of a bitch and it would have overtaken anything i would have said during this entire go around
0: (laughs) oh okay uh yeah that's actually why i picked the i mean technically this is my utility closet like my my water heaters in here my electrical panels in here uh, but this is the furthest away from my kitchen, the furthest away from any windows. And I mean, the only thing, the noise I have to, I have to worry about is like the neighbors getting loud, Yeah, but I also live above a bar. So recording early in oh, the wow. day is a lot better than recording at night. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. definitely. Uh, And I don't, I don't really notice, like, I'll feel the thumping of the floor or I'll hear the music from downstairs, but it doesn't bother me. But then I'll have people come over and they're like, how do you live with that? And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) I don't don't know what you're You're like, oh, you're talking about the music. You're talking about the music. Oh, um, I mean,
1: I have to live (laughs) with it. So I do. (laughs) Right basically the background, you know, track of your life and you don't even, you don't even think about it until somebody else points it out. So do you know what your,
0: I did a little digging uh, as much as I could for a little bit. Do you know what your most viewed video is?
1: Are we talking on uh, TikTok? TikTok. On TikTok. Okay. Ah. it's got to be one where it, it's got to be one where I did a a reaction or a uh, a stitch with somebody else on my FYP because that always those always seem to bring in the bigger numbers. Um, it, it was a duet. Like, uh, it was a duet. Okay, it was a I was duet. A, I was thinking a stitch. So. My, my, my guess would have been the golf ball one where I had the, the golf ball guy in a wheelchair after he got absolutely murdered by the guy with the golf club. Um, very close, very close. That yeah, was a close was second it? place.
0: Believe it or not, it was the brick. Oh my God the brick.
1: <laughs> yeah, that one took off So quick,
0: so quick. Um, it had uh, 1,983
1: views. Yeah, good for me. Almost 2K on a video. And it's like a 10-second video. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was one the, like, I took like three or four shots because I wanted the energy to be just right, but the whole idea like, came to me. Like Nobody knows where I'm sitting where, when I'm taking that, and I'm glad because that would have totally taken away from the video. Um, but... As I'm scrolling, I saw that and I'm like, "Oh, this is just a perfect opportunity." Let me match this guy's energy, and uh, evidently, it rang true with some people. I think you got a few shares on that too, didn't it? Uh I, it I, did. I
0: didn't see the shares. I was, I was just wondering, like, what your most viewed video was, and I, I seen that one. I was like, okay, like most of your videos were around 300 views, uh, sure, give or give or take. Now. And yeah. uh, I, I seen that one, and I was like. What almost 2,000 views on this, and I I, so I opened it and I'm like, a 10 second video of a guy throwing a brick into water. Now, your commentary was great, I loved your commentary because that that really brought the video. (laughs) Thank you. But I was like, I was like, okay, if this got that many views, there's got to be something else that got more. And I I seen the golf ball one, and it was. Uh, about 1200 views yeah and i was like that's how that's the, way more involved than the brick one yeah,
1: yeah. and then, the, then i the, kept the golf i just ball kept one took edit.
0: <laughs> well and i kept scrolling back and scrolling back and scrolling back and like nothing else was getting over 300 and i was like are you kidding me So I, I really wanted to bring that up because I was like, that is great. Uh-oh, I think we lost connection.
1: Hold on. Are we here? I'm here. Are you here? Yeah, there you are. There you are. Okay. <laughs> well, it's amazing to me the ones that um, that that hit the ground running and garner more attention because – uh, the first time I ever had one blow up was I was just doing, like, 90 views or whatnot. And when I say blow up, I mean, blow up for me. I mean, people, like, hit millions of views for recording at an egg breaking or something. But uh, the, the ones that seem to, to get the, the more response are the ones, my knee-jerk ones, the one where I have, like, a funny little, like... Uh, loop in my head that I want to put out on a video and then the next thing I know, you know, I go, I went live like shortly after I did the brick one to do a cooking video and I came back and it was at uh, like 1100 and I'd only been live for like an hour and I was like, whoa like it, it, do people like that, that more from the gut reactionary thing than the planning? I mean, Because if so, I mean, I've got plenty of that but that is a dangerous mindset in my opinion, because um, the, uh, ooh, excuse me a second. Uh, it's a dangerous mindset because that keeps you chasing. And of course, that's what the app wants you to do, right? It wants you to constantly chase the thing that's going to give you the more views. Oh, no. I hope
0: you're able. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh ran into some excuse me technical issues yesterday. And Michael, I want to thank you so much for being so patient and understanding.
1: Not a problem. Uh Oh. Hold on. There we go. Hey, yeah, not a problem. yeah you you
0: were super commutative, like even after everything went down, like you stayed in in contact with me you didn't blow me off or anything and I appreciate that
1: <laughs> hey, not a problem. I hate to leave a project halfway done, and I'm sure you're the same way
0: Oh I am i have another I have another episode that is like half finished right now, and I'm waiting on the other person to be available to finish it
1: oh. So okay. Well, <laughs> luckily, my schedule on the weekends are normally very open. Uh, in fact, uh, well, I mean, well, less open uh, this weekend than it has been, having coming back from that trip from Cherokee. If you saw on my uh, on my TikTok during the downtime, I did.
0: I did see that. Yeah. Um, one of my friends, who is uh, is part of my team on this project, uh, was asking if i'd heard from you today and i said well i seen his tiktoks he's on his way back from a trip and then actually right her and i were like in the middle of talking and he's she's like hey you need to reach out to him and like right as she said that you texted <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Right, i was that. like well <laughs> hey he's, he's ready let me let me get all my stuff set up <laughs> <laughs> that's great All right, so I'm not sure where we left off. Um, yeah, what happened was the landlord is working on the apartment next door, and my breaker is linked to their breaker. So when they shut uh, off power to that apartment, they shut off power to my apartment. Uh, it's got a suck no hands uh, of- in
1: somebody else's hands like that. <laughs>
0: Right. And I'm like, no text message of a heads up of, hey, you know, your power might get cut off or anything. Just no. Nope. <laughs> boom. Nope. Just head the oh, I'm sitting in a dark closet all of a sudden and I have no internet.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm glad that everything's uh, up and running now. Um, it, it, is the work done across the way? Like, uh, uh they're, they're they're done for a few days.
0: They're not going to be back for a few days, so gotcha. I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> so, is there any other social media platforms that you do, you would like to talk about or anything on here?
1: Well, uh, all right. So my different social media platforms. It seems like they all have like a different life of their own, and, and considering the fact what the uh, you know, how social media is on how you know, separated it is on different platforms. I guess that makes sense. Um, I've been on uh, Facebook uh, with, like, the early videos back when I was just doing those vlogs. Uh, and all of that is under uh, Sitting With You um, as well. It's got its own page. Uh, and I don't do on much of that uh, anymore uh, just because, like, the, the TikTok things seem to have uh, got some uh, traction as it were. Right. Um, so, um, I, uh, I haven't posted, uh, that much on there, but I mean, I, I still have it still. I maintain it. So like on the, the good videos, the ones that I feel like I actually, uh, the ones that I'm actually proud of winds up normally going over there. Um, I do have a YouTube that, um, I put up longer videos on and, uh, I've been trying like forever to try to get that one, uh, some traction, at least get up to a hundred so I can change my URL because right now it's that one that Google just gives you where it's like, you know, 17 consonants that are all like different capitalizations and, uh, Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. It's
0: like, like when you yeah. first sign up for anything and it's like user one, two, three, seven, eight. yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah. Like I want that gone so bad, but until I get a hundred uh, on YouTube, I can't change it. So I was like, "All right," and uh, but I'm I think I'm like almost up to like fifty on there. So I've gained at least like ten or twelve you- since the TikTok has done well. Okay.
0: Do you Do you have a link in your bio on TikTok?
1: Uh, yeah. Actually, it goes to my Instagram, and it also goes to my YouTube.
0: Okay. Yeah, I know. I follow your Instagram. I'm pretty sure.
1: Yeah, the Instagram I like putting on there too because I, it turns out I like anything where I can just like quickly put up some uh, some posts. And Instagram's really good for that. Definitely, like when when I get
0: <clears throat> a little better setup than I have now, like I, I want to do a comparison picture on my Instagram of this is what I started with and this is where I'm at now. And, and yeah. as I progress to to better equipment, I want to show my listeners, like, hey,
1: look, look what you've helped me with. Look what you've helped me build. And I feel like Instagram is good for that. Like, if you want to find a good platform to show behind the scenes, like, I feel like Instagram is a really good place to do that. Definitely.
0: So I know we talked about advice that you would give to someone uh, just right. starting out. What's some advice you wish you had?
1: Uh, like like somebody had given me? Yeah, or... what's some advice you
0: wish somebody had given you when you first started?
1: Uh, or something once. you wish you'd known? Um, the, the time wasted that I did on earlier uh, video projects on trying to get uh, the, the perfect shot Every time the perfect audio clip or uh, the perfect edit, even though you know I didn't have like the, the best equipment. The the time that I kind of beat myself up on some of the younger projects, I would be like, you know, I've got to get this right. Why can't I get this right? I'd be up all night. And um, you know, I, I wasn't really dealing with professional equipment and I was trying to, to skip past that step that I was talking about earlier that you have to make that dog shit content. Yeah. And I was trying to skip past that and make everything polished. And I, I just wish somebody had told me about the thing that you have to make something bad in order to make something good. Like, I feel like that would have saved me so much time. And I feel like maybe I've been able to polish up a little <laughs> bit better, maybe a little bit quicker, but I'm, I'm not complaining. I like where I'm at now.
0: Yeah, I was talking to someone about the advice that you gave. Uh, somebody on my team, and uh, I was like, you know, because I was contemplating on del- on not deleting, but unpublishing some of my earlier episodes because yeah. my it, it's not the same content that it is now, and now I'm like, you know what, I'm I'm gonna leave those up there, and if somebody judges me off of my earliest episodes, yeah. obviously they don't believe in progression.
1: Exactly. And, and it, I'll be honest with you, it's good for people to see where uh, other people start off from and whatnot. I mean, take a look at some of the more popular uh, uh, YouTube people. Like, uh, say, for some, for some reason, say Markiplier, right? Okay. Everybody knows Markiplier. Say that he went back and got rid of all of his awkward stuff when he was just like doing like, uh, just like Five Nights at Freddy's and like reaction scare videos. Like when his hair was all short and he didn't know how to speak properly. If he got rid of that, I don't think he would be anywhere near as endearing now to the people. Like some people are still like discovering him. You know, there's a yeah. whole age group of people who are still discovering him. And, you know, they can go all the way back to the beginning and see this awkward kid in front of the camera and uh, see, you know, what he is now. To me... That's nothing but inspiration, and so yeah, leave leave your stuff out there, man. Let people know what you've been through because chances are they've been through the same thing, and they can see where you are and maybe get a good path out of that.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a a uh, not TikTok a YouTuber that I followed for a while. Uh, I just haven't don't have as much chance to watch his content anymore, but I loved his content. It was a uh, Demolition Ranch.
1: He okay.
0: he would show off guns and shoot targets and talk about the damage and the science and some of the science behind the the guns. Uh I mean not like real sciencey because he's not like a science expert. He's sure. a gun enthusiast. Sure. And he's like, you know, compare this nine millimeter to this 50 BMG that I, you know, I'm holding in my hand and looks like something else. <laughs> <laughs> you know he like he would show off like guys you know compare these because you, you hear you, you hear sizes you hear numbers and, and words sure. in your head and you, you can't fathom how big these things really are and even in a video or, or a picture you can't unless you put it up that's against true. something you that's can't true. tell you how need... big that is yeah. and that's a lot of what he would go over is like you know here's the different sizes of this stuff and he would he would test stuff out, or you know, like put them through stress tests and and stuff like that. Or here, like uh, he shot a safe with a fifty BMG, which is a sniper rifle that can shoot hundreds Boy, that of yards. Funny.
1: That sounds really familiar. In fact, I think that uh, I think I've actually seen that video. Okay,
0: so he shot a gun safe with it, and it didn't even go all the way through the safe, but it did damage the lock on it enough. That it can never be opened again. (laughs) That's a heck of a punch. Yeah. (laughs) So and like he's shooting this thing off the bat off the bed of his truck. Like he's supporting the end of it off the bed of his truck and you see him racking this thing full body weight trying to charge that handle. And you're like this dude is not small at all. He's a buff guy. And he's putting his body weight behind charging that? No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, uh, now that's serious power. And like I followed a lot of his early videos. Like I, I discovered, I discovered him about middle of where he is now. And and I went all the way back, and I was like, he started out with a GoPro in the woods. Yeah. on the back side nice. of his on the back side of his property in Texas that's what he started with and then you he would talk about guys I got this new this new camera now I can do slow motion for you guys or hey now I've got multiple cameras I can do multiple angles for you guys so I, I really uh, get where you're, where you're coming from same
1: time Sorry. Uh, we're, t- we're discussing pizza times over here <laughs> so four, so 14 minutes. Okay. But yeah. Uh, so I, and yeah, look at the old stuff, look at the old stuff, watch the progression. I mean, all of the, the old projects that I've ever done that I thought that I was going to have to make a YouTube page for, or, uh, excuse me, a Facebook page for, they're still out there. Like, uh, there was an art project I did with my friend called art machine 3000. Uh, the, uh, I tried to do a video series with my ex-wife where we did uh, just conversations, Um, like all of that's out there. And I feel like all of that kind of led me into the the creative mindset that I'm in now. So it's important. It's important. That process is very important.
0: Uh, I I uh, I've noticed some uh, a lot of the TikTokers that I follow have interesting stories from their from their jobs and. This week has been hell at my job. Uh, uh, like, I i don't know if I mentioned, I work at a gas station, but yeah. I'm out in the middle of the country, so we've got all walks of life coming in here, and a lot of what I dealt with this week was addicts and tweakers. That can always be awkward. <laughs> uh, well, one uh, one of my one of my coworkers got a, a show that he didn't ask for. Oh. I'll, I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was trying to he was trying to change the trash and looked over at a vehicle and got quite the show from, from
1: yeah, the woman in yeah. the passenger seat. Wow. <laughs> so. That is, uh, I mean, that's, that's always uh, entertaining. I've definitely, uh, so I, and some I, thought about, I thought about I thought about
0: telling those stories on my TikToks, see how that goes over.
1: That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. You're definitely going to find people who are going to relate to that. And that's always a good idea is to put, you know, uh, stories that will both uh, shock because of like either a twist ending or something like that, and also be relatable. Because right. you know, you got people in your comments going, oh yeah, hey, this happened to me. So that's always a great idea.
0: So do any challenges come up when you're trying to make your videos?
1: Uh, Wow. So uh, the the one thing that always comes up is uh, verbal flubs. Because I'll have in my head the sentence or two that I want to say. And the next thing I know, like the only thing I can say is like, uh, syllables that start with B, you know, it's, it's like a bad <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping, I'm going back, I'm stopping, I'm going back. Um, it gets to a point where like, uh, if, it, if it gets to a somewhere where I like, I'm on the fourth one, I just realize that that sentence is not for me. Uh, stop it. And then try for like, like porky pig, you know, you, he stutters enough until he just finds a different word to keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, where i i wind up a lot of times um and then some of the more technical videos that come up say like if i want to do a uh a sketch or whatnot which i don't do a lot of but for all of my um thousand steps of uh followers so like whenever i hit my 5k one i've got one planned and 6k and it just keeps going up from there uh it that always winds up being uh Lighting, because if I'm doing something big, I want to do it outside. So I have to find the time to do that. And if I work in an office all the way until four or five, I've got such a small window to work outside to get these things done. So sometimes I push them towards the weekend. But those are my two biggest, I think, time and flubbing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'll have I'll have a, a sentence in my head, and I'll go to say it, and for some reason, my brain wants to say every word at the same time.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah like, a, like a verbal shotgun. It's all there. <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes, though, sometimes if you have uh, if you have enough time and inclination, those can make uh, uh, good like behind the scenes videos. Something like you throw up on your Instagram. Which yeah, uh, I, I'm talking. I'm talking now as I brainstorm, and I'm starting to think, hey. Okay, <laughs> Maybe I should go back and take a look at some of those. So
0: did the pandemic affect your job or
1: anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, like I mentioned, I'd worked for McDonald's for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And even transferred to, uh, to Georgia when I moved. And, uh, from one management position to another, and I was still with McDonald's. And, um, I just told myself one day that this job just wasn't going to work for me anymore. Um, it, it wasn't putting me in a, in a space where I was going to grow. So I was going to change. And, uh, we had a friend of ours who was like, Hey, uh, there's an opening in Delta. All you got to do is apply for it. I'll try to push you through, give you the good word. I know you could do this job. And I'm like, all right, I'll do it. Um, so when I went to Delta, uh, it was a great place, great place. I really enjoyed working there. Um, but as soon as, uh, as soon as the pandemic hit, um, it became the uh, the last last ones in. We're going to be the first ones out. Right. And and uh, so you know, last in. And yeah, before I know it, they're like, hey, uh, you've been because uh, I, I was doing it through a contractor, and the contractor got in touch with me. It's like, hey, uh, they they told they said that uh, they want to terminate your contract effective immediately. And Ouch. Yeah, and I found myself in the first time going to the unemployment office ever, like in my adult life, uh, in my life ever, and uh, having to go through that process and everything. So I was on it only for a little while. Like as soon as it happened, I was on the computer, I was on the phone, I was going through job search uh, sites and whatnot. Like Indeed got so many bots throwing information my way, but I didn't care because for every bot that I got, I had at least, uh, I had at least another one of an actual job that I could pursue. Right. And I landed the uh, inside sales assistant job, but they were owned by an overseas company, which they, the overseas company was very skittish about the American process on how they were handling the pandemic. And so before anything happened, I was there for maybe a couple of months or something like that. Uh, really cool job. It had uh, cats in the office and I love that, but they, uh, they got word from their parent company to cut 50%. And, uh, well, you know, <laughs> last in, first out again. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, you know, we had uh, some friends of the family uh, that, uh, you know, we're very, very tight with. And one day we're over there and I had been doing some scratch jobs for them over the summer, helping them like with their house or helping cook for them or whatnot, because they got a pretty big family. And uh, one day he was just uh, the, the father was taking a look at me over the table after we were just eating dinner and he just stops. And I guess he had the process in his mind the whole time, but he just stops and goes, you could do that. And I'm like, what, 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 what can I do? <laughs> and he called me as a physician, as an inside sales in his office. And uh, you know, I, I'd never done anything like that. And though I've landed a few commissions and whatnot here recently, he still says, he's still telling me, he's like, Hey, I got some ideas where you can grow. And me, I'm like, I'm just ecstatic, you know, that I'm in something new, that I'm in something relatively low stress. I'm like, yeah, teach me, teach me everything. Um, Right. Yeah. So that's where I'm at now. So yeah, it it was, it was a little, it was a little touch and go, you know, the, the whole having to go through uh, uh, unemployment was just a weird, uh, though comforting thing, the fact I had worked for so long I was perfectly fine on my uh, on my income there and able to, you know keep going with the bills and everything like that, so that was good um, but there was, uh, you know, there were some stressful times, especially when, you know nobody was getting back in touch with me, even not the bots on those websites so I'm, I'm glad everything landed on its feet Definitely um
0: yeah I was working for uh, a factory. We made uh, paper folders and uh, we had just switched uh, in-house uh, temp services okay like right before the pandemic. They just they decided we we're going to go with a new temp service and everybody that's working for the old temp service, well, not everybody, but a select amount of people that worked for the old temp service were going to get passed over to the new temp service. So you you, you weren't going to miss any work. You were only supposed to miss like a day or two. Sure. Well, that turned into like four days. Because office politics.
1: Sure. Yeah, sometimes paper, paperwork slow to move or whatever they're going to say, right?
0: Yeah. Well, then the pandemic hits and the, co- the parent company of the factory I was working for uh, decided, hey, government's giving bailouts to companies that file bankruptcy, and we're, we're already headed that direction, so let's just jump the gun and go ahead and file bankruptcy. Well, then oh, wow. the temp service got wind of this, and they go, well, is that going to affect our contract? You're still going to pay pay us this money that you promised, right? They wanted to wrap that into the Uh, Into the bankruptcy. Sorry, like my brain just quit functioning there. Uh, (laughs) All right, they wanted to wrap that into the bankruptcy, and they're like, "No, you pay us the money, or you don't get our workers." And they said, "Well, we can't pay you." So I get a text message. Well, I didn't even get the phone call. Everybody else got the phone call, but me. I went to work the next day, and my boss comes up and goes, "You have to leave like now." You can't be oh here. <laughs> I was like, What's going on? He goes So he, he fills me in after I, I get my area cleaned up. I, I had just, you know, started making a mess. Right. Right. <laughs> and he's like he filled me in on what's going on and I'm like, What the hell? He goes, You need to go out to your car and you need to call your your temp guy, your your right. contact. He's like, You you need to go out to your vehicle and call him. He goes, He should have called you last night.
1: Dude. So, oh man,
0: they did I call hours. him. So sorry. He tells me everything that's going on, and he's like, "You know, just just go home, sit tight, and and we'll figure things out." So that happened to me like immediately. So I was like, "You know, like, do I have a job or don't I have a job?" <laughs> right. Uh, that right. got solved, and actually, the the company that I was temping for decided to hire me on instead of dealing with the temp service. They're like, we're just going to go ahead and hire you yeah. and bypass this whole temp service bullcrap. Uh, then That's I ended really up good. leaving. I ended up leaving that company. Uh, they were, they were becoming slave drivers working a seven days a week. There's no AC in this building. I, you know, I'm working 10 hours a day. Five days, five of the d- days of the week, and then the other two, I'm only working eight. And I'm just like, I'm exhausted. I can't do this. Right. Um, so then I, I get to this meat packing factory, and I said, Well, I asked, I said, How did COVID affect you guys? And she said, They actually increased business because people want food that's pre cooked in a okay. sanitary environment. Hey, less people less people were wanting raw meats, and I was like, oh, all righty. <laughs> uh, then my vehicle, my trusty vehicle broke down,
1: and I had to get something within walking distance. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. And it, I feel like that happened to a lot of people, actually, during that year. It was like uh, all the cars got wind. It's like, oh, you're having hard times? Well, let me tell you what I'm going to
0: do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> well, and I thought I
0: was having a bad day uh, the other day when, you know, when we had ish- or yesterday. And uh, one of our regulars come in and I was asking him how his day was going and his water heater went out, his car had a flat tire, the spare was also low. Oh. And there was one more thing, and I can't think of what it is. But it was like three major things all went out at the same time. Uh, a, a and I was like, I thought I was after. having a bad day.
1: It's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> I thought I was
0: having a bad day. Never mind. <laughs> My goodness, poor dude. Yeah, he. I, it was like six thirty, seven o'clock, and he's like, I. He goes, I had to call into work because I had no way of getting there. He goes, I finally just got a new tire put on, which getting a
1: new tire put on on a Saturday is not easy. No. And the places that you are going to find are probably going to be too, uh, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be kind of inflated, right? Because they're working on the weekend. Right.
0: And then the water heater thing, he had, he didn't get it fixed, but he had it, you know, scheduled to be fixed and everything. So he's like... He's like, everything's calmed down now. But he goes, man, my morning has just been hell. (laughs) Right. Well, it has been great talking with you. I got to say, you have an excellent voice for podcast
1: and radio. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, that well, we're actually going to be able to get something off the ground with uh, with Stone Voice and doing a positivity podcast. Uh, I did a run on uh, reading from the book that we were doing uh, that we're we're trying to do every other Friday night. Like just read about this uh, this really cool book. It's called The Gift of uh, Imperfection. Okay. And if that if that uh, if if that gains traction the way that we think it might, you know, we'll, we'll be doing kind of kind of like this kind of deal right here where we're, you know, rec- one person's recording, get everything set up and everything like that. Uh, I, I really hope so. Like I, I try to take care of my voice and people have always told me that I have a good radio voice. So here's hoping that we can uh, here's hoping I can pull something off the ground with that. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. I, I had someone comment that I I did a, a TikTok video uh, duetting, you know, like a radio audition, and they were like, dude, you did awesome. And I was like, here's the funniest thing about my podcast, and I don't proof listen to anything. Okay. Because I don't have any way of editing it anyways, not from my phone. So... I can't stand the sound of my voice. I don't listen to my own episodes at all. (laughs) I have to, I have to uh, text my, my, my friends who are, you know, my, my, my team I have and like, guys, go listen to the episode and let me know how it went. (laughs) They're like, why don't you listen to it? I'm like, if I hear my own voice, I will shut it off.
1: I have been editing my own stuff for so long that um, I've I've actually, you know, I've made peace with my own voice. It sounded weird when I first started editing, but uh, there are there are times though, like say it's a problematic piece of editing, and I have to listen to it Mm -hmm. like seven times in a row. I'm literally just looking at the screen and telling myself, "Shut up!" and like turning down the volume. It's like I don't even have to hear (laughs) you anymore.
0: <laughs> I get like that with TikTok videos though too. Like, yeah, so someone's yes, like three se- somebody's three second video. Oh no, I'm just like somebody somebody else's like three second video, and it's just on a loop because I'll like set my phone down and walk away for for a minute, and I just hear that three second loop going in the background. And I'm like, I'm gonna shoot that phone,
1: right? <laughs> right.
0: Or my own my, like, even with my own videos, like uh I was showing. I was showing somebody today one of my videos that I made and I like handed them the phone and was like covering my ears and they're like, are you okay? I was like, I I can't hear my own voice. I can't do it. I was like, that's that's like my kryptonite.
1: I was just about to say kryptonite.
0: (laughs) But what's weird is I used to sit in an empty theater. Uh, I used to be a security guard at a college and uh, on the weekends I would crack the mics and sit on stage yeah. and just talk to myself in the theater. I know, this sounds insane, but it was therapeutic, <laughs> I think.
1: Yeah. And also, the acoustics aren't bad either, so, you know, you got no. that going for you.
0: Right. So, I mean, I know how my voice should sound with great acoustics, but sitting in a closet is not great acoustics.
1: <laughs> well, hey, what you going to work on that, uh, that soundproofing you said you are going to do, I think you're going to turn out fine. That's one of the things that I would like to do is is get something with soundproofing. But to do that, we got to get our own place. Right now, we don't have a place where we can just uh, just you know yeah, set up uh, soundproofing. So I normally sit in one corner of the living room. That's my main spot.
0: Yeah, I need a uh, I need something with a just even just a second bedroom that a small second small bedroom that I can focus all of my stuff into there.
1: Right. Everybody needs a good creative space, right? It's always a good idea. Exactly.
0: All right, man, I'm going to let you go. And it has been great talking to you. Thank you so much for hey. being on here. And thank you so much for cooperating with my crazy schedule and
1: mishaps. <laughs> yeah. Mishaps. Hey, no, it's, it's no problem at all, Stephen. And I'll be honest with you. Like uh, I was just stoked when somebody even came up to me with this opportunity uh, TikTok has been just one of the best platforms I've had for actually reaching people in a very meaningful way, and I feel like this is just one more step to to make that happen. So I've got to really thank you for the opportunity. Hey, not a problem at all. I appreciate you. You even there's other people that I've
0: talked to like, hey, you know, can I get you on my podcast sometime? And they'll be like, oh, hit me up on this other platform so I'll hit them up on the other platform and never hear from them again. Or, oh, yeah. it goes um,
1: to
0: I, well, I have one guy who, it's been like pulling teeth to get him to respond to even text messages. Oh, wow. I'm like, I'm like, dude, you, you're a full-time TikToker. Your phone is always in your hand. <laughs> How do you yeah, not respond you to a text that. message? <laughs> I know you saw it. <laughs> exactly. And like, He's getting. He's getting. Uh, I talked to the team, and, and we all agreed that if he's not going to take this serious, then we're not going to take him serious.
1: All right. Well, that, that that's you always pursue the uh, the avenues where that something is going to give you some fruit. So uh, that's that's always a good idea.
0: So it's been great talking. I will let you go, guys. This has been High Life. Check out sitting with you. I will have, you know, the spell, the spelling, and everything in the description. And as always, guys, send me emails. Of uh, by the way, is there any TikTokers that you can think of, real quick, off the top of your head, that you want to hear on here?
1: Uh, I would love if you got Stone Voice because not only does he have just the best butteriest voice ever, but he has a great outlook on life that has come through uh, some hard knocks of his own. I think you can get a lot out of the interview with him. That's the first thing I can think of right now.
0: Well, and you have a connection with him. So tell him to hit me up.
1: Yes, I will. You
0: know, my, my, the email address is highlife.podcast at gmail.com guys. Send me random emails. I have been challenging people to send me like you suck emails. And nobody will even do that. <laughs> like, I challenge trolls, and I never get them. Oh, man.
1: Well, we need to see what I we know. can dig <laughs> up for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, Stephen. You have a great one, too. Bye-bye.